Hey guys, welcome back for another episode of Vetfolio Voice. We're doing sort of an in-house episode today, talking to a few of our team members. So I'm really looking forward to bringing our conversation to you and letting everyone become familiar with what it is that they do because let me tell you, it is so important. So let's go ahead and get into it. Today we're talking to Dana Miller, Senior Director of Communications and Advocacy here at NAVC, and Brandon Fuller, Owner and Chief Strategist at Raise the Roots. Together, Dana and Brandon run Embrace, NAVC's grassroots advocacy initiative. Now, if you're wondering about grassroots advocacy, I was too, and they tell us all about it in this episode, so hang tight. They're going to talk to us about why NAVC and the veterinary health profession needs grassroots advocacy, what kind of legislation embraces tracking, and how all of us can protect and strengthen our profession in states and in Congress. Before we start, I really want you to hear a compelling story from retired Congressman Kurt Schrader, who we've had on the podcast before. Congressman Schrader is a veterinarian and the last one to serve in Congress. Here, he's going to tell us about a time when Congress nearly passed legislation that would have significantly impacted ambulatory veterinarians across the United States and how animal health expertise helped put a stop to it. Same thing in Congress here, the Drug Enforcement Agency in all its wisdom decided that uh, to get a handle on, uh, you know, opioids and narcotic drugs running loose in our our society, they were gonna ban anyone from taking any narcotics out of their clinic uh, other than for a patient. Well, veterinarians pointed out as did sports medicine folks that, well, you know, we're on the road. I I had an ambulatory equine practice. I carried my uh, euthanasia solution uh, my tranquilizers, all my medications, all my narcotics that I needed for my horses out in my, my rig. And that was going to be banned. And if veterinarians like myself and Dr. Yoho hadn't been there to raise a stink about that, uh, DEA would have done that. Well, that would have that would have been catastrophic. Well, I'm super excited to be joined by Brandon Fuller and Dana Miller. Guys, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having us, Cassie. We're really excited to chat with you today. Yeah, thank you, Cassie. Absolutely. I'm excited to be talking to you guys. So in that audio clip, we just heard from retired congressman, well, now retired congressman, Kurt Schrader, and he explained how his experience as a veterinarian helped stop legislation that really would have negatively impacted the veterinary health profession, legislation that I have a personal stake in being a mobile veterinarian, so very happy for his leadership in that regard. Can you tell us a little bit more about that example in and of itself and kind of how it illustrates the reason why NAVC launched Embrace in 2019? Yeah, so uh, Congressman Schrader has actually been on the podcast a couple of times, and I think each time he's shared this uh, really important story. And to me, it, it demonstrates how crucial it is that legislators are making informed decisions when introducing and voting on laws. You know, there are no veterinarians now that Congressman Schrader has retired in Congress. And so it's up to us to educate our elected officials before they pass a law that hurts our profession or our patients, which is also why NAVC launched Embrace. It was pretty clear that we needed every animal health professional to use their voice to support or oppose legislation that could have a negative effect on animal health. And now we have a platform to track legislation, to educate our community and take action when necessary. Unfortunately, Congressman Schrader has retired. We don't have somebody there to 
act as a safeguard and share their knowledge and experience um, with their peers in Congress. And so that uh, responsibility uh, is up to all of us. Yeah. You know, ideally we would get a veterinarian or a veterinary health professional, you know, animal health professional in office again, sooner rather than later. But at least in the meantime, like you said, tracking this legislation and informing all of us of what's going on so that we can, we who aren't in office can use our voices. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really true. And, um, you know, whether there's a member of Congress who is an animal health professional or not, it's, it's so vital that we are paying attention to what's happening raising our voices, um, you know, because we've been told multiple times by members of Congress that the public voices that come in do have influence and they rely on them. You know, Congressman Trader had told us that if he was trying to take a position on something and he had the support of the public, he had voices from the animal health community, he was able to bring those forward to his peers, to his colleagues, share those voices with them and show that the public is paying attention to this and it's much harder to to do something if uh, the public is watching, the public's paying attention. And uh, so, you know, regardless, I think it's really important that we stay informed and take action when necessary. That's so good to know that, you know, writing letters, when, when they say contact your congressman, that our voices are being heard and they're making a difference. Yeah, yeah they really are. And, and Congressman Schrader, as well as other Congress members that we've interviewed for the podcast, have said that, that it's so important. You know, I think they've also highlighted the fact that animal health professionals are a trusted member of their community. They're people in their community trust with their pets and important issues and questions, and they take a leadership role in their community. And so their voices even have more impact and they're seen as experts on these topics. And so, you know, more so than even just a regular citizen raising their voice about a, a, a typical issue, our voice, our expertise, our role in the community does play an important distinction over speaking to our members of Congress. That's just so good to know and just inspirational as far as, you know, making sure that that we are paying attention to this and kind of illustrates the importance here of embrace. So let's kind of switch switch gears and come back to embrace here for a minute because we're talking about grassroots advocacy. And I will admit the first time I heard the term grassroots advocacy, I was I was really having to use some context clues there to go, I'm sorry, what now? What are we talking about? So for anybody out there like me who maybe doesn't know a lot about grassroots advocacy, what does that mean? What exactly does that entail? Yeah, so we can break it down. Grassroots means the most basic level of an activity or organization, as in you know, starting from the ground up. So with grassroots advocacy, this is advocacy starting with citizens using their voices to influence public policy. And we introduced NABC Embrace a few years ago, and it's something we feel very passionate about. I think a lot of our community doesn't realize the role politics plays in many of their day-to-day activities. And as veterinary professionals, um, you know, we won't go into each of those details, but this is a way for us to shine light on issues that may impact our audience and ultimately the animals we all love and care for. And then just to go into a little bit of how it works, we monitor existing legislation that could impact animal health professionals or the animal community at large. And we share that legislation with our advocates via email or on our website. 
so that they can make informed decisions on whether or not they'd like to get involved. And that part might sound a little bit overwhelming getting involved, but it's actually pretty simple. So it's pretty easy to go onto our website. You can sign a petition, email a member of Congress, even make a phone call. It's really just about using your voice to make a difference and leaning into your knowledge and experience in veterinary medicine to do so. I love that you're making it so easy in that regard, because sometimes that call to action, that contact your congressman, you're like, okay, but how do I do that? What do I do here? But I love that you're making it so easy to take that action. And it's not just this vague, you know, this is what we want you to do, but actually some concrete steps to make that happen. Yeah, we want to make it easy for people. So we have those tools available and we hope that everyone will utilize them. Well, now I have to know, we're talking about how important all of this is and how to get it done with all of these resources, all of this information out there, have Embrace or other animal health advocates scored any big victories? Yeah, we have. And this is a really fun part of the process, you know, getting to celebrate these victories. So a few big wins with legislation we've supported include the passage of the PAUSE Act, which took effect in 2022. And that stands for Puppies Assisting Wounded Service Members, where veterans are paired up with service animals to help with dealing with post-traumatic stress disorder. And this legislation actually includes funding necessary for veterinary care for those animals. So we were really excited to see that one pass. Another piece of legislation that recently passed at the national level was the Hot Cars Act of 2021. In fact, you guys may remember we spoke about this on a previous podcast episode. That requires car manufacturers to add child safety alert systems to all new cars, which both protect children and pets from being left in vehicles. And then moving over to the local side, because it's not all about legislation on the national level, but we recently celebrated the passage of House Bill 319 in the state of Kentucky that protects pets from domestic violence. So that was a really exciting one to celebrate, and we are hopeful that will be picked up in other states as well. Also, probably most notably, so we have to mention it, is uh, we're super excited to have the One Help Bill finally passed. This is something we've been working toward for a long time, and it is legislation that helps to strengthen our preparation and response to zoonotic disease, which, as we all know, has been something that's been brought to light over the last few years. So those are just a few that we've celebrated recently, and we hope to have many more in the future. Very cool. And like you said, um, you know, if anybody's interested in a little bit more information about those, we have several podcast episodes about them where we we dive into a little more detail and the importance of all of these. So very exciting to get these victories. Yeah, thank you. So NAVC's core mission is to provide education for the animal health community. And when it comes to public policy and politics, our listeners and myself included, we know a lot about medicine. We know a lot about our practices, but maybe not so much about legislation and what our elected leaders are up to. So how does Embrace help keep us informed? You know, we talked about that call to action and making that a lot easier on people. What other resources does Embrace offer? So uh, there are a lot of organizations that have grassroots advocacy initiatives, but what's special about NABC Embrace is that it was launched by an organization that, as you mentioned, specializes in education. So we have all of these existing channels 
that we can use to reach animal health professionals where they already are and inform them about public policy. So we've hosted several podcasts, as you mentioned, with members of Congress, government officials, and other experts. So those are available where you would ordinarily listen to these podcasts. We've also hosted three continuing education courses at BMX. So if you haven't yet checked out the one that we did recently, I hope you will. We also share updates in Better Care Weekly, the email newsletter. So if you're signed up for that, you may see oftentimes we'll highlight active petitions there. We have a page on NADC's website. So if you go to nadc.com slash embrace, you can sign up for public policy update emails and opportunities to take action. So we're trying to use all of these different methods to keep the community informed by really leveraging all of the channels that are available by NABC. You know, in that way, if you're already in these places, you're already learning, trying to keep yourself educated for your practice and for your patients, you are going to see some of our Embrace content there. So I hope you'll keep an eye out for those updates. And if you see something that you'll listen to, like an updated podcast or uh, check out a CE course or something like that. Yes. And I should point out that a couple of those podcasts have to do with the importance of having animal health representation in Congress and how to go about starting the process of making that happen and what to expect. So if anybody is listening to this podcast and feel like you can be the next animal health professional in Congress, um, make sure to check those out. Those were really interesting episodes. Yeah, and that's actually was the topic of our CE course at BMX was if you would ever consider doing something like that, what does it look like? What are the nuts and bolts of running a campaign, running for public office. We had some great experts. We even had Congressman Schrader there making a personal appeal to animal health professionals, his colleagues, to consider public policy. So for sure, we've got a podcast and we also have the CE course. So if that's something that you're interested in learning about, that's a really easy way to kind of put your toe in the water and get some information. Excellent. You guys are just making it easy on us. That's what we need. <laughs> that's the goal. What about choosing legislation? We know that there's a ton of important issues that are being discussed and debated in the halls of Congress and state capitals around the country. How does NAVC choose the legislation that it's going to focus on? So I, everybody here knows that animal health professionals are extremely busy people. And NAVC Embrace tries to respect that time and zero in on issues that are most important to our profession and to the pet community. So we actually have, and I think Dana kind of mentioned this, we have sophisticated online tools um, that we use to monitor state legislatures and Congress to identify legislation that could have an impact on the animal health profession, things like veterinary education, like tuition, student loan assistance, new veterinary colleges. You also look for changes in things like licensing at the state level, uh, taxes and fees that might impact ourselves or our patients. So if we see legislation that appears to have a good chance of passing, and we think it's important for our community to respond to it, then we will engage our advocates. That's where you might see an email come into your inbox or something in Better Care Weekly. And we're asking people to use their voice to either support or oppose it. And we try to provide as much information there as possible so you can be educated on the issue and make it as easy as possible just to fill out a form and you'll see a, a letter that's already pre-written for you that you can hopefully include a personal story about your practice or about a patient experience so that you're bringing to bear your expertise. We know that members of Congress respond to personal stories in a much stronger way than they do to just sort of a form letter. So of course, when you land on that page, if you have something to share, I hope you'll just take a minute to include that in the email before you hit the send button. And the system does all that for you. So you know, you, the letter will be there for you. You can make changes to it. 
you put in your address and the system will know what congressional district you live in and will make sure that your letter gets delivered to the right target. But it's also important to us. I mean, we're trying to pick these issues that we think our community cares about. But if there's something you want to hear about, if there's an issue that's important to you, we want to know that. So help us decide the issues that to stay on the lookout for this year by completing an online poll that we provided. So we'll be sharing it on social media, through other email channels. We'd love to hear from you. And we'll add a link in the details for this podcast on betfolio.com. And I believe also we'll have it available on nabc.com slash embrace. So that's an opportunity for you to highlight for us issues that are particularly important to you. Wow. You know, and I've been involved in, you know, several of these continuing education, you know, podcasts in particular, and I'm already learning so much just talking to you guys here, just more about embrace and how it works. And I love all the resources that you're providing and how easy you're making it. I'm, I'm very excited for this episode. Great. Yeah. We, we want everybody to be excited about it. I mean, we really are trying to make it as easy as possible to stay informed and to provide tools so that you can react to something. And we are really good about coming back to our advocates, back to the community and sharing updates so that when these bills do pass, you'll know it. We try to keep you updated on where it's at in the process. It's really important, obviously, to us that you know that we're not going to ask you to use your voice for something that isn't very important. And once you do, you'll be the first to know if something passes or something changes. It's a winding path to getting legislation passed. So <laughs> expect a lot of updates. I'm going back to like schoolhouse rock in my in my brain. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I know like we just talked about the Pause Act and the One Health Act and the Hot Cars Act. All of those bills were standalone pieces of legislation. And that would have required the typical, you know, there has to be a vote in the House and the Senate, the president signs it. Um, but in those particular cases, all three of those bills were actually kind of included and stuffed into a package of lots of legislation and something that needed to pass. And that's usually an easier way to get things passed in Congress. And so if you were just expecting like, oh, this, this piece of legislation is going to get a, a vote and it's going to pass, it's going to go through committees and that normal process, that rarely happens these days because it's obviously very difficult to move things through Congress. And so by packaging them together with a must-pass bill, like maybe military funding or transportation funding, that allows us to get things passed that maybe would have had a harder time because they're not as important maybe to members of Congress. And so we track that stuff. We may pay attention to what may have gotten you know, quietly included in a bigger package of bills. That's harder to track just for like a normal day-to-day -day citizen who has a, a busy day. You know, Brandon, I feel like you're hitting on a really important topic, and maybe we should dive into that a little bit further, that one of the reasons it's so important for us to pay close attention to these pieces of legislation, especially when they're inside of larger bills, is that sometimes things get in there, just as Congressman Schrader mentioned earlier, that we don't want in there. So that's part of what we do, too, is pay really close attention so that we can flag if something is included that we don't think would be beneficial for the animal health profession as a whole. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. So important. Well, I know we've touched on this in a few different places, but just to kind of bring it together, provide this summary so everybody knows where to look and what to expect. If we want to get involved in these issues, human animal bond, cost of education, some of the other items that you've touched on, how do we get started? Yeah. So we've made it really easy for you. All you need to do is visit nabc.com slash embrace. That's E-M-B-R-A-C-E. And you can sign up to become an advocate. From there, while you're on our website, you can also look up your local representatives 
through a search tool we have available and you can get in connection with them. You can reach out to them on social media or through email. As Brandon mentioned earlier, the email tools we have available on the website make it super simple to just fill in your information and shoot an email out to them. And then the most important thing that we want to make sure you know is that you don't have to be elected into public office to be able to make a difference. Through this email outreach, you can introduce yourself as an animal health professional in your local community and let them know that you can be contacted as a resource whenever issues arise that you might be able to provide expertise on. Yeah, that's right. I mean, the website, when you go there and you enter your address and find your representative, it, like Dana said, you'll be able to sign up and follow them on social media and things. And one of the reasons why that's so important is that on social media or in their email newsletter, they'll include details about the bills they're working on, what they're tracking. They may have questions uh, for the community and so they might mention something and see how their constituents might respond to it. But they also post when they're having town hall meetings. And a lot of those can be virtual town hall meetings these days, but also in-person town hall meetings, maybe an event at a local school or a church or community center where you can go and you can meet the member of Congress. They usually have their spiel, their agenda that they want to share with you. But if you want to go afterwards and, and introduce yourself and let them know that in the district, there is an animal health professional who's willing to answer questions about legislation or even testify at a committee hearing about legislation, it's not a bad idea. So it might be something that you would consider. But all that information is something that they would share on social media and in their, in their email newsletter. So I definitely would recommend signing up for those. All stuff I never would have even thought about, considered, you know, I'd go, you know, who is worried what Cassie Fleming thinks, you know? So it's really good to know how much of an influence individual voices can have. And then, yeah, you guys have made it so easy to get our voices out there and, and not have to be, like you said, in office to have an impact. Yeah, if not you, it's going to be somebody else and maybe somebody who um, doesn't necessarily agree with you or they have a point of view that isn't necessarily as good for the animal health community. Keep reminding us of that, guys, because like you said, if it's not us, somebody's going to have an opinion, somebody's going to have input. So this this sounds like a lot of work that you guys are doing, tracking all of this legislation and tracking things that may not be really easy for kind of an, an average citizen to track. How does that work? Are you guys primarily behind the scenes? Do you have booths on the ground in Washington? Primarily, we are behind the scenes. And as a grassroots advocacy initiative, we are working to empower and educate all of you and all of our advocates. And we're not made up of lobbyists. So, you know, we don't have lobbyists who are making connections on the Hill and attending meetings. But we are involved in what's called Pet Week on Capitol Hill. And that's an event where all animal health representatives from around the country come together and they convene on Capitol Hill to speak to members of Congress about what we do for the pet care community, important issues, if there's particular pieces of legislation that impact the pet care community, we go. And uh, it's, it's actually a really amazing, great experience at the end of the day after meeting with all these members of Congress and delivering them our information, our talking points, we all meet together for a reception and sort of share stories about how our meetings went. And it's clear from those conversations that there is impact that these members of Congress and their staff do want to hear from us. They do take seriously what we have to say. And they recognize the fact that the pet care community is a large contingent of their district and of the economy overall and important to the uh, constituents who live back home. Absolutely. Well, I'm just really enjoying this talk. Like I said, I've learned so much 
Is there anything else as we kind of wrap up our time here that you want to share, you want to make sure that our listeners are aware of? So some of this might just be a little bit of uh, a reminder for people, uh, but there are just a couple of things that I want to share. First, like I said, in all of our conversations with these members of Congress in previous podcasts, they've all made it clear that the public does have an impact on legislation. They've seen that impact up close in Congress as people who are actually there voting on things and pressuring their colleagues to vote a certain way. But second, these same elected officials have said that the animal health professionals in their community are among the most trusted members. And so, you know, we're educated. We, our patients come to us to protect their pets. So our voices tend to have even more impact. And I hope that listeners will understand the power they have to influence public policy. And they know that NABC Embrace will always respect their time. So we'll make it as easy as possible to stay informed. And we'll only bring forward those issues that we know all of you care about. Well, awesome, guys. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. You've taught us so much, brought so much important information to light. So hopefully everybody will go and check out NAVC Embrace and all of the important issues that you're working on and make our voices heard because it sounds like when we do that, it makes a difference that our stories and our experiences are used to help shape legislation. Yeah, they definitely are. Thank you so much for having us, Dr. Cassie. And it would be so fun to have you join us for Pet Week on Capitol Hill next year. I was just thinking that I was like, this sounds like fun. I could get in on that. Yeah, we'll send you the details. Ah, that sounds great. All right, everybody, I'll keep you posted if that happens. All right, everybody, I hope you enjoyed that episode. I will tell you after our talk, I went ahead and put my information into the Embrace platform. So hopefully some of you listening out there will do the same. Thank you everyone for joining us for this episode and a special thank you to Dana and Brandon for joining us to talk about the NAVC's advocacy arm, Embrace. You can become an advocate by visiting the website at navc.com slash embrace. That's NAVC dot com slash e-m-b-r-a-c-e because remember your voice matters and together we can make a difference for the health of animals all around the world and as always while we all have the ability to make a difference in animal health around the world if one animal is better off because of you today it's a great day <laughs>